0: day, partners, and welcome to this week's episode of Bet With Brilliance, where previewing Kingsford Smith Cup Day from Eagle Farm and run on the day is also obviously the, the Group 1 Queensland Derby. Uh, this week, I'm not joined by Jared Fisher, Sydney writer and analyst. He's chucked a sicky on us, I think. Um, no, he's actually quite crook at the moment. So we're joined by uh, Nick Lloyd, who's actually been heading up the content development for Brilliance Racing and pumping out some elite content this week. If you've not seen it, jump onto the pages. But Lloydie, how are you, mate?
1: Yeah, g'day, Hornet. Uh, good to be on again. Always always good fun sort of popping in and filling in for one of you guys. So, yeah, hopefully um, find a few winners for a pretty good day's racing at
0: Eagle Farm. Absolutely, mate. There's a couple of uh, there's always a couple of angles on the, the pod before we get into the racing. Last week, Fish decided to stitch me up and just, to, just strategically place a Parramatta Eels hat in the in the background there, and uh, coming into this week, you and I face up in the, the league because the Broncos and Storm played Suncorp, and then it's a top-of-the-table clash for the, the Brilliance's little Super League, uh, sorry, Super Supercoach uh, competition, so uh, there's a big... Oh, we, we've got up. each other, do we? Yep, wow. yep, I'm playing you, so uh, look out, okay. we've, got, we've got a couple of angles coming into it, Punders. there's uh, all sorts of things going on here, um, yeah. so we've got a bit going on.
1: Yeah, no. Always um, be at the footy tonight, see the see the mighty Melbourne Storm uh, take on the donkeys. So that'll be that'll be a bit of enjoyment and hopefully rack up a few super coach points while we're at
0: it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, mate. But uh, like I said, uh, previewing Kingston Smith Cup Day at, at Eagle Farm, uh, this podcast and all the podcasts for the Brisbane Winter Carnival, they're proudly sponsored by Southern Cross putters. So uh, the apps live for IOS moment. I think Android's still a bit of a work in progress. I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, but get around Southern Cross bet. Uh, Luke and Jack will really look after you there if you uh, do go and have a, a have a go with them. And if you do, please remember to gamble responsibly. But uh, Lloydy, star of the week, mate. It was a big day uh, last weekend, Doom, Doom and Cup day. Who did you have yep. as your bit of, a, bit of a star for the weekend?
1: Mate, I think me along with... Um the other 7 billion people on this planet. Are hard to go past Zaki, really, wasn't it? He, um, he, he was super, just the the way he sat outside the leader and there was plenty of speed on, like, their run time. It wasn't like they crawled in front. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, I, I, I backed him and made him one of the better bets of the day there. And from a long way out, you could see the third and fourth horse were off the bridle and Serge Dragon and too weren't sort of coming into it and, it was over. It was over well before they straightened, and yeah, J Mac made sure of it because it, it was just phenomenal. Really,
0: it's a really good point you make that that about the time that he's run, Brandenburg set up a really hot pace, and he's mm. he's won by a long margin. Uh, I think the conversation was always going to come out of the race of what is Zaki beaten, but he's beaten the clock was was the main thing. So yeah. Um, Massive heading towards the the spring for Zaki and maybe a Q22 in in Brisbane, but we're yet to find out that one. Uh, Ride of the week? Do you give it to j Mac on Zaki Lloydie, or have you gone somewhere else with it?
1: Um, yeah, no, I think you've probably got to give it to to Jay Mac. There, the fact that he sort of he um you know he was he was handlebars down and over the two thousand meters, you know, he just he, yeah made sure of it. He, he could have easily taken the seat and. You know, let Brandenburg go six or seven lengths clear and carted the rest of the field up, and he might have got beaten then. But um, yeah, no, I, I think J Max a superstar anyway, so I'm always going to give uh, give him that. And I think that was about the only winner I backed all day too. So uh, <laughs> I've got to give him the ride of the week.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't. I looked to get Zaki beaten. I think I only had one on the day, but I go mine to Hugh Bowman on Yamazaki, even though he uh, came second. Or well, in Yamazaki but uh Huey came second I think just the way that he took the race by the scruff of the neck sort of gave his horse every possible chance to win he he didn't win but I thought it was a really good ride because you see it in a lot of slowly run races there's no sort of uh, initiative from the jockeys but he uh, he definitely showed it there um, was, that to- a, was
1: that a Chris Wallace stable play there do you think sort of go on Huey go on take this to the front and let my other one finish over the top because I think that was the race that nudge won
0: yeah, yeah. It was one of the, for mine, one of the sick results of the day because I yeah. said on the pod that Nudge's grand final was last start in the coast and uh, yep. Kisakano won. So I was pretty filthy on the day, just not not yeah. even for being beaten. It was just the horses that were winning. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a Chris Waller special there. Um, we had to let it ride. I was back up to the plate, failed miserably again, Lloydie. if you didn't see it. Uh, I thought Groundswell to place was absolute overs around the $2.20 or something like that and, and uh, did not lob at all. So uh, back to the drawing board and let it ride there. But uh, we'll look forward to this weekend, mate, because we're covering uh, not only the, the Derby and the Kingsford Smith, we've got the, the size produce as a group. So and a Group 3 Premier's Cup, I think over the 2,400 metres of the main races on the day. We'll be at Eagle Farm for the first time in the winter carnival. The track's currently rated a good four with no rain predicted, Lloyd. Do you reckon we could get to a good three on the day? Real fast deck?
1: Mate, yeah, I think so. The way Eagle Farm's been sort of lately, it's always always a hard track. Um, we were there last night for a cocktail party and they had the sprinklers on from about 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Um, interestingly, after the posts, though, so I don't know exactly how wet they um, would have made it, but suddenly they look like they're trying to keep a bit of cushion in the grounds for um, these southerners.
0: Yeah, and with that in mind, expecting sort of that good three deck, how do you how are you looking at the day in terms of where you're taking your selections from? Because I'm sort of not expecting any bias that every horse will get their shot it'll be very dependent on race tempo. Is there any sort of pattern that you are expecting hmm. on the day? Or?
1: No, look, not really. I'm um. I always sort of want my horses settling in the first, I suppose, half of the field anyway. That's just the way I like to do do form and do tips. I'd um, rather have horses run past you than try and get past other horses. Um, but no, Eagle Farm usually, usually plays well. Uh, big track, gives everything their chance. Nice run into the straight. Um, yeah, I think, like you say, that race tempo will be the, the main deciding factor as opposed to a track bias.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking very much the same. So we'll get into the first, Lloydie, because it's a class six over 1,400 meters. Uh, Favourite at the moment is Fashionel at two dollars sixty off the back of two wins. Uh, profits on the second line of betting at four eighty Beauvoir six dollars, and then it's double figures the rest: uh, Mousy, Grand Piano, Starburgo, etc. Have you had mm-hmm. a bit of a look at the speed map on this one, Lloydie? Mate, um,
1: look, Fashionel's always, she's always there about in the run. Um, so you'd imagine she'll go forward and lead and you might have explosive quality or saffado sort of um, handy as well, I guess. A couple drawn wide with Fashionel might come across. But, um, yeah, no, look, I don't think there'll be a great deal of speed here.
0: And who have you got on top in the first,
1: mate? Mate, I've um, always had a bit of time for profit. Uh, Chris Anderson, trained four-year-old by done deal. I love the breed. Um, first up, he, he goes well. He's never missed a place in three first-up runs. Nice trial at Doomban. Uh, when was that? On the 11th of May, so a fortnight ago. And he's got that Eagle Farm box ticked. You know, he's had nine starts here for two wins and five placings, which a lot of these horses haven't seen Eagle Farm before. And, you know, it takes a bit of getting used to just with the firmness of the track. James McDonald on, Barry seven. He'll, he'll get back, but I don't think he'll be that far away uh, given that there's fashionels drawn outside him. So that could just give him, you know, the perfect spot, two or three pairs back on the outside, and hopefully he can finish over the top of
0: them. Well, we're seeing it, uh, we're seeing it very similar early here because I've got Profit in the first. You look at his record. First up, last preppy, it was a length and a half off the Harrovian and the preppy four was second to Alligator Blood. Um Everything that you said, Mapsley had a really good run, uh, trialled well, J-Mac on board, plenty of ticks to kick us off well in the first. I think that, um, yeah, when you look at that first-up record and it's sort of the three starts, a win, and and a third, the the form itself looks a lot better than those placings that they actually show. So, um, 60 with Southern Cross bet at the moment, and I'll be all over that in the first on Saturday. We'll move forward to race two because it's a benchmark 85 handicap this is a cutest race uh over 1200 meters uh favorite at the moment is superium uh, around the three dollars 80 mark second line of betting is a blue jacket cordia uh third line there dr why not uh nine dollars fifty for beach break and then it's double figures the rest euro bell bold style and Upstruck, etc uh looking at the speed month speed map for this one Lloyd it's no surprise that Dr. Why Not will sort of take the lead up and maybe Spirit's Choice from the widest gate will go with. But uh, how do you see the rest of it panning out?
1: Yeah, mate, I, um, I think this will be one of those races where tempo is going to be the deciding factor in the end result. And I can't knock Dr. Why Not at all. Um, Matty Wishart takes three kilos off. He, he loves Eagle Farm. Uh, as the form guide loads, um, you know, four starts there for two wins and a third, including a pretty good win there, um, two starts ago on May 1 in a BM75. Did the same thing the start before that, beat Eurobell and the start prior at Doom, but he was beaten two and a half lengths by We Own a Smart One, who, you um, oh, it's one of the, one of the up-and-coming boom horses here in Queensland. So that form's really good. Last start got beat, beat two and a half lengths by Axe, but Axe came out and ran third in the, uh, BRC Sprint, um, I believe the race was last weekend at Doomba. Yeah, so that that form's really good. Ax if he can if he can gain a spot in the Stradbroke, I don't think it will, but um, it would have been one of those lightweight chances. So I think you've got to you've got to have plenty of respect to Doctor not who's going to make the lead his own. And uh, yeah, if he if he dictates and controls, he can win again.
0: I'm seeing it really similar early here, Lloydie, because I'm exactly the same in race two. I thought the angle in this race was which horse was played. Being a cutest race, there would be horses targeted for this type of race specifically. So I looked straight past Superior and, and Cordia and, and uh, I went with Dr. Why Not uh, for all the reasons that you said. Um, yeah. Went with, with Axe for a long way, that last start at, um, at Durban it was in the last. And, and I thought it was a really impressive run and, like I said, all the, all the reasons stated above punters. Uh, seeing it really well early here, Lloydy, with uh, Profit and Dr. Why Not in the first two. Uh, we'll move forward to race. Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll move forward to race three because it's the Fred Best Classic for three-year-olds over the 1,400 metres. No shock to tell the punters that race favourite at the moment is the... Melbourne Galloper, Aetna at $1.65, Exo Booms at $7.50, and then it's double figures, the rest, Apache Chase, Midland, Count Ruby, Amish Boy, Aang. Strong field, Lloydy. Uh, are you with it or are you trying to get him beat here?
1: I'm, I'm trying to get him beat. Obviously, this race also offers ballot exemption into the Stradbroke, which... Um, I think every horse here needs to win this race to even get a start. Anton's obviously three dollar fifty favorite in the strategy. so those futures punters would be um, they'll be crossing every every finger and every toe in their body, I think, to make sure that Anton wins his, wins his way in if they've got a ticket. Um, look, no denying the fact that he's probably a star. He, his three wins, I think, you know, it's been a ten or eleven length, you know, v- victory with his total margin. If you add them all up. Um, I'm not convinced he beat much last start in a three-year-old handicap. This is much tougher. You're taking a sixty. I can, I can back count a rupee at, you know, $18 and $3 a place or something. So um, I thought it's win last start at Rose Hill was really good. The start prior got within a length of Marway, who uh, Marway is my best of the day at uh, Randwick on Saturday and it came out and bolted in a Wagga Town plate at its next start. So that forms, it's all there. Barrier four, it's just going to get a lovely run because Apache chaser lead, Ayrton will be second. Um, Holyfield might cross over from barrier eight and then boom, Count de Rupi is just going to be in behind there with Jason Collett uh, just at, at the price, mate. I think Count de is um, a much better bet on an each-way basis.
0: Yeah, well, I certainly can't knock that and I wouldn't talk you out of it at all. Looks to get a very similar run to uh, his last start win where Fish actually took him in the it ride and, and got the win yep. there. So wouldn't talk you out of it. I'm going to stick with that. and um, After I sort of tried to get him beat last start, I thought that the way that uh, the track at Caulfield set up, he might have sort of found the race that he was going to lose. I've tried to go into some punting form Stats funders to to try and explain why the win itself. No, he didn't beat a great deal, but it was a really good win because they went out almost six lengths above the all-average benchmark to the 600 metres and came home uh, four lengths faster there. But he was a couple of lengths behind New Long January, uh, sort of two, three, four lengths off New Long January at the 600-metre mark. Uh, So overall, it probably leads... It probably looks 11 or 12 lengths above the all average benchmark for the race for Ayrton. Um, I, I just think if he ran anywhere near that, he's going to get a much similar run in transit to his last start. Maybe a little bit easier one because he was three wide last start. Uh, big firm deck at, at Eagle Farm. Probably won't know himself coming from, from Caulfield. He'll have all that space to run. And, um uh mick price made the comment during the week that the media is the one hyping this horse up not him so it'll be egg on his face if he if he loses um i think it'll be a massive story coming out of out of the race if he wins if he loses um i think he's going to be on the winning side personally no he didn't beat a great deal last start you're right i just think the the figures are there to to say that he still ran a really good race yeah, no,
1: he's definitely yeah. If the hype, if the hype's correct, he, he should be winning by four or five lengths. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just don't want to take a dollar sixty about a you know about a horse in a group three for the first time. Yep,
0: yeah, fair mm-hmm. enough, mate. We'll move on to the next race because it's the Lord Mayor's Cup over eighteen hundred meters. Uh, Favourite at the moment is Homesman at $6 with So You Win. Batagirl's at $8.50. You can have $9 for Hangman and Lure Me In. Uh, $9.50 for The Candyman, the, the cult hero of Queensland. And then it's Double Figures, The Rest Reloaded, Oliferous Quick Thinker, and so on. Looking at the speed map here, Lloydy, I think from uh, the visitors' draws for Homesman and Quick Thinker, they'll definitely have to go forward. Triptonic's shown some... Some early pace. I think that the Candyman from Gate One will be a lot closer in run. And then I sort of couldn't really make up the rest personally, but how did you see this one panning out? Who have you got on top?
1: Mate, um, if you cast your mind back 12 months, uh, you know, Girl was the, the talk of the town. She She's undefeated at Eagle Farm. She won the Roses on this day last year, over 1,800 metres at Eagle Farm with Brad Stewart on board. Um, those three boxes, they're all ticked again. She resumed first up at Doomman over the 1350, and she was just cl- a class above them there, and then went down to Sydney, ran uh, seventh, beat them three and a half lengths in a group one, and then, she got beat seven lengths in the um uh in the Hollandale stakes last start at the Gold Coast behind Zaki, but um, you know, seven lengths off Zaki. she would have run second in a doomed cup if she had a wetter out there on just on that. Um, <laughs> I, I think at, up to the eight well at the eighteen hundred meters again at Eagle Farm and there's a bit of speed on. She can just get a lovely run midfield from barrier seven. And I think, yeah, I think she can finish over the top of them.
0: This is getting scary, Louis. I don't know if it's for you or for me because I've gone Banner girl as well and the punters might be thinking that we had a yarn about this before we came on and started recording, but we certainly didn't. I think she's dropping back right. majorly in grade from that Hollandale Stakes last start. Uh, all the reasons that, that you outlined above um, Winnie the Rose's last start, uh, that, this start last year. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again that I'm hard, hard against Timesman. in that uh, it was the Australia Cup that he won off the top of my head. Yeah, winning that Australian yeah. Cup at, um, in Melbourne. I've been hard against that race for a long time. Uh, a lot of these other horses, hang man, reloaded how it won last start, I'll never know. It's just an absolute cat. Um, I thought Sayu Wynn was unlucky to be beaten last start, but um, all, the, all the reasons. Punners punters, uh, Girl in race four. I can't really add much or certainly anything more to, to what you've said, Lloydy. You summed it up really well there.
1: Yeah, hopefully she can um, she can get back to her best winning form. But yeah, I think if she does, it's winning form.
0: Absolutely. We'll move on to race five punters and hopefully get a bit of a varying opinion here because it's the Premier's Cup over 2,400 metres, the Group 3. LaDonda V coming off the back of a Warrnambool Cup win at $3.60. Spirit Ridge at $6 with Rondinella. Uh, Piles of Glories at $10, and it's double figures, the rest, Southern France, Brimham Rocks, Lord Belvedere, and so on. Uh, LaDonda V. Lloydy from Gate 6, definitely going to lead. Spirit Ridge, in, uh, I, I would say, maybe a Cariff or a Brimham Rocks, making up sort of that second and third pairing with Maid of War around there. Mahama Dayas will definitely go back. Uh, Lord Belvedere from Gateshead. I don't know what they do, but he's absolutely cast at the moment. How did you see this one,
1: mate? I um, I, I nearly think Le Dondevi is probably going to be my best bet of the day on Saturday uh, at Eagle Farm. That Warnable Cup win, uh, it was dominant. He Admittedly, got the dream run under Mark Zara, just second on the fence, and then you know popped off and went. See you later, but. Won that by nearly three lengths, beat Heart of Poussons, who put another two lengths on the third horse, and Heart of Poussons has come out and brained them at Flemington on Saturday, uh, franking that form. The the dry track it won't be an, a worry. He's um he seems a pretty adaptable five year old this gelding. Interestingly, uh, interestingly, out of um or well, by Leroy de Seminole, who is also Zaki's sire. Um, so uh, there's a little bit of that those jeans there. Uh, If he's, if he brings a performance of Zaki from last weekend, he'll be, he'll be winning this, but yeah, I just thought he, like you said, he's going to get that dream run out in front. Uh, If he doesn't lead, he box seats um, from there. And yeah, the 2,400 meters, second up or third up now kind of thing off a freshen up. I think you'll be too good. One horse. I think you've got to make a little bit of a mention to, and I still don't know how, but pass of glory, two stars to go beat Zaki in the JRA plate. Um, That'll, you know, that'll never be answered that question, how Paths of Glory be done. <laughs> but if you, if you look at that form on paper, it's got to be um, considered at the $10, I think.
0: Yeah, well, that's who I've got on top is Paths of Glory. I'm concerned about, while it was a great win from LaDonna V last start, definitely had all favours. It was an absolute uh, dream run and a, a PR, whatever you want to call it, is Just when you go back and look at the warnable Carnival, the fence was almost on fire there, even though yeah. it was a soft track. So... Yeah was definitely where you wanted to be so I went and I, I found uh Paz of Glory I thought the run behind uh Inverloch last start was absolutely nothing to be ashamed of and then obviously the the Zaki form looks really good there drops in late Craig Willow goes aboard um from a low draw ticks all the boxes for me loves a good deck in the trip um I think a really good each way play for for Paz of Glory I think that um uh Willow can probably sit a couple of pairs forward, uh, maybe off his last start there. And, um, yeah, again, I think just a really good each way play for Paz of Glory, but I certainly wouldn't talk you out of Laudon de V got the runs with that Waterford Cup win.
1: Yeah, that's it, mate. I think they're the they're the two that I've sort of had in my in my numbers, so probably not a bad little Quinella play for the um, punters at home, the favourite with a bit of value that we both like.
0: And I found it really easy to put pens through the line, likes of uh, Spirit Ridge, uh, Ron Dianella. Uh, I mean, Southern France is going to want a lot more than this. And then uh, Lord Belvedere, I found it really easy to put pens through them. I mean, Lord Belvedere, how it didn't win last start, it was just absolutely, it's just no good. Um, At the moment, Spirit Ridge is going to want further and and Ron Dianella, so um, even Southern France, obviously, so. Get around the bit of value there, punters. Hopefully, now we've started to see it a bit differently, finally. Marty.
1: Finally, yeah. We'll see if it continues in the quaddy.
0: <laughs> I don't think it will, mate, because race six is the brc size produce. It's a group two over 1,400 metres for the two-year-olds. Favourite at the moment is Prince of Boom uh, at around the $4.60 mark. Ranch Hand, uh, $6.50. You can have $8 for Port Louis, $9 for Overpass, and then it's double figures for Converge. Glenn Eagles, Tiger Heart, Giannis, and so on. Speed map, throw a dart at a dartboard here, Lloydie. I'm really not sure how this is going to play out at all. Have you got any sort of insight for the punters how it might sort of how it might sort of go uh, for the day?
1: Look, not really, mate. I'd imagine Converge has always shown speed and he's drawn wide out in barrier 15. So I'd imagine it's the one that crosses and leads uh kelly swedish philly miss hipster always sort of thereabouts as well and drawn the car park so i don't think that'll um leave old larry cassidy with many options but to go forward uh and then i guess you've got the likes of tiger heart uh rhapsody they will be there but but yeah there's plenty of speed in it. the two-year-old sort of feel from having their first crack at 1400 as well so it'll be um interesting to see if something gets away with murder in front and wins or if these um 10,000 horses that want to go forward and lead, cut each other <laughs> up, something from behind finishes over the top.
0: Yeah. How did you see it in this one? Are you with Prince of Boom off of his uh, win in the Champagne Classic last start?
1: I'm I'm not, mate. No, look, I'm, I'm not knocking the horse. I, you know, I've i been on both of his starts, um, had a fill-up both times. So I, he, he owes me nothing. Look, I was just a little bit concerned about barrier 13 and where he gets to in the run because – he hasn't necessarily gone forward to lead in either start and he's not necessarily the horse that was going to want to be last either. So um, Benny Thompson will have to make up his mind early and he's not going to get that dream box seat run that he got last start um, when he drew the inside in the group two. So over at track work on Tuesday morning and his work wasn't that flash either. And Heathcote didn't seem too, um, too impressed by it either. Like, Without sort of trying to turn anyone off, but um, mate, I thought Glenn Eagles was was a great bet at thirteen dollars. The David Payne Colt, um, two runs this time in both at Hawkesbury, missed the kick. Um, on oh, first up, first up there, and still managed to finish over the top of him. Beat Overpass, who's since gone on and won three straight races. Uh, next start went to the Clarendon Stakes and was too good there again despite a little bit of a betting drift uh, beat Hoover Lucy and I believe that was Chris Wallace Philly that was only beaten very narrowly uh, in the Carter Stakes last start so all that form ties in he's already had a look around Eagle Farm uh, earlier in the year where he, he ran fifth uh, behind Queen of Wizardry and whatnot so he's he's sort of ticked that Eagle Farm box he, you know, he, he got beat like five lengths, but he, he wasn't bad. Um, I think Barry Four he gets a lovely run. and Like we said, there's plenty of speed there and he's going to be one that's got that sharp turn of foot over the top.
0: Yeah, well, I, you make a really good case for, for Glen Eagles, but um, off the back of his win in that Champagne Classic, I couldn't look past Prince of Boom. I was at the track that day up in the grandstand. The way that he jumped out of the ground and just savaged the line was so impressive. Uh, could be that that uh, that bit of information that the punters need and that angle to to go against him if you say his work during the uh, during the week wasn't very good but um, betty thompson stays aboard i think from that 1400 meter start at eagle farm he's probably going to have a bit of time to see how the first yeah. first hundred or 200 meters of the race pans out keep the horse happy um, get him into a good spot and keep him in a good rhythm and uh, find a hole and, and hopefully he shows that really devastating turn of foot last start, the way that he shot through. Yeah, it was great. The last was, furlong was absolutely incredible. And um, personally on the day, that was my first win for the day. So I was yahooing and carrying on like a bit of a lunatic. Yeah. But um, I think he can go three from three. Maybe the maybe the edge of the partner's need is just that that issue with the track work during the week.
1: Yeah, look, and I mean, it wasn't, there's nothing sort of awful that you'd imagine it's going to drift from fours out to tens or anything, but just... Um, yeah, probably wasn't, wasn't a sharp piece of work that you would like to see for a favourite going into a group two, but that was just my opinion. It'd, yeah, be would uh, be yeah, interesting to see how he goes because I think he, he is pretty good.
0: Yeah, and I think even horses like Miss Hipstar, Tiger and Malay, uh, horses that are going to be up on the pace, even you could probably go and make a case for Baby Wong really um, from gate two. I think there are some horses that are going to be up around the first half of the field, going to be in the, in the best spot in the race to go and have a win and you can have some really good prices for horses like those but uh, some angles for the punters there. Uh, Prince of Boom, not liked by Lloydie's eye during the week and uh, and Glen Eagles in the two-year-old race. We'll move forward to race seven, Lloydie, because this one is one of the big ones on the day. It's for the three-year-olds. The group won Queensland derby over 2,400 metres. Uh, deservedly so at the moment. Kieran Maher and David Eustace are going to saddle up the favourite in Explosive Jack for Johnny Allen. Senor Toba for Team Wallards on the second line of betting at five Let's crack a deal for the Ma Eustace camp as well. They're at $8.50. Cucaracha uh, for Waller. Jeez, this is getting boring. It's just Eustace Waller, Eustace Waller. But Cucaracha, uh, $14. Achiever Waller. They draft this, $17. Uh, then it's horrifying, uh, $18. And then fortified, sort of $19, $20 rest. uh speed map on this one Lloydie. have you been able to have a look at it because i couldn't work again i I personally couldn't sort of piece it together very easily have you got anything there for the putters or
1: yeah mate well look it's pretty um Sort of carbon copy with most of Gay Waterhouse's runners that they go forward and find the front. and Maranoa certainly is one horse that has been racing on the speed only just beat last start at Rose Hill uh, seven days ago it'll go forward from Barry Nine I think sagacious one of the um you know $126 chances from the inside alley it led in the rough habit I'd imagine instructions will be try and pinch it again here um, if Olympic class gains a start, which I don't think it will, it'll be there and probably Ryan Wiggins takes bold executive forward with the likes of, you know, your, your market fancies, all drawn reasonably well. So I think Let's Crack a Deal we'll be in a good spot as to Kukaracha and criminal defence, talking to Will Holbert last night, he um, no real instructions for John McNeil. It'll just be jump out of the gates and wherever you end up, that's where you end up. So, But he suddenly raced really well up on the speed. And he's one horse that did work really well on Tuesday morning.
0: And who did you find on top here? Do you think Explosive Jack can win a fourth derby or are you looking elsewhere?
1: Mate, I I certainly think he can win a fourth derby. He was really good when he won the uh, South Australian derby last start. I thought he'd had a run too many then. He certainly proved me wrong. Uh, Whether or not I go again and say this is a one run too many, uh, I'm sort of just, I'm treading carefully. But, mate, I Talking from my pocket, and once I sort of got that futures bet, um, sort of hard to change my mind from it. But I've been on Cucaracha in the Derby for quite a while now. Um, I really love that it's drawn well in Barrier Two, and sorry Luke if you're listening, but I'm I'm really glad James McDonald re- replaces Luke Dittman. I um I thought Cucaracha was a certainly beat last start behind Criminal Defence in the Rough Habit. Um. And J-Mac, I just think he adds two or three lengths to every horse he gets on. So um, at the $13, he's going to get a lovely run in behind the speed and just that 2,400 metres is the trip he's been crying out for. So happy to be on it each way.
0: I've seen it a little bit differently you know, with the horse that's been a bridesmaid a couple of times, and or the groomsman in this case, and never the groom really. Let's correct a deal, I think, from gate three we'll get the chance to go a lot further forward than he has in his. Couple of runs okay. when he was drawn by uh, Barry's 15 and 11, he was sort of forced to have that get back and run on race pattern, which is I think it suits him, but it's obviously not the ideal one. So, Ben Allen now has that option to go a bit further forward on the horse. He could be rock yeah. hard fit fourth up. I think he's got the map advantage over explosive jack and any criminal defense, things like that. So, um, I just think he's got to win a race at some point. It, it, He was a derby horse a long way out and uh, a horse that I've had a soft spot for a while. I was on him at Mornington first up this prep. I then thought um, even in the South Australian derby that he was looking really well there. So um, I just think he's got to win at some point and I'm hoping that Saturday's the day.
1: Yeah, man, I I think he's... That run in this SA derby was great and, you know, he was only third up then. So that extra run under his belt... uh, and we know he'll like the dry track here at Eagle Farm, and he'll stay all day. So I, I think he's a yeah one of the one of the leading chances for sure.
0: Looking at Explosive Jack, are you concerned about Gate Six and if he sort of gets lost in the lost in the race a bit there? Because looking at some official maps, he could be sort of behind midfield there and with a lot of lengths to make up, stuck on the fence. Yeah, it's it's an interesting
1: one. He seems. He seems like the perfect horse. He'd love to have in your stable, really, with his racing pattern. Like, he, um, you know, when he won the, the Tassie Derby, he was back and he only had two behind him in the run. Uh, and then when he won the Sydney Derby, it was a sort of similar situation. And then when he won down at Morfordville in the South Australian Derby, he was up a lot closer to the speed and, you know, and slooped them and hit the front a long way from home. So I, I think um, Johnny Allen knows the horse. He's won a Derby up here in Queensland before, I'm not worried about Barrier six. I think that's a pretty nice draw for him, really. Um, yeah, he, he, he'll be the sort of force that I think he'll find luck uh, wherever he ends up. He just seems that nice nice thoroughbred.
0: Yeah, definitely. It, it, hard to knock him, but um, you're going with uh, and I've got less Caracadilla, so I hopefully find a bit of value for the pun as if Explosive Jack doesn't uh, get that fourth one. Well, yeah, Sorry, mate.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's it. He, um, yeah, I think it all comes down to whether explosive jacks. Um, if he's if he's on soumy he wins, I think. But, yeah, if you want to bet around him and try and get him beat, there's a nice couple of each one place.
0: We'll uh, move forward to the other group one on the day, Lordy. It's the group one Kingsford Smith Cup, over 1,300 metres, weight for age race. Savadiano is the favourite at the moment at $4. You can have $5 for Gitra, $8.50 for trekking, and then it's, the rest, 2 XL, Nikonova, Imaging, Vega 1. Speed map for this one, Lloydy, I think Sabato XL from one of the visitors' drawers goes forward and, and leads. Uh, Jonka and Savadiano, probably that second pair. I think Jane, Dame Giselle just inside them. Uh, could you sort of make up the rest of the field there? Maybe a, a trekking goes back and a, an outback barbie, Vix Horam as well, Sosibon.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're about right. I, I had Dame Giselle probably nearly one of the leaders with Sava to Excel, um, with Tim Clark on board and the Philly, so a little bit of weight relief. Um Jonka out of the, you know, it'll be there handy from barrier four, Savatiano, she's always handy. I thought Gitra will probably go further forward than what we saw in the Goodwood and what we've seen in the Everest, just from Barrier four and sort of cruise over with Sava to Excel and try and be positive. Um But, yeah, outside of that, maybe Bon and Kementari from those low low barriers can push forward and, you know, be sixth or seventh the fence, and then you've got those other ones out the back.
0: And who are you with on top of is it one of the interstate horses? Are you going a local in the, the Kingsford
1: Smith? Mate, I'm actually going a local here. Um One horse I've, I've always had a bit of time for, but i found him really hard to catch, is Nikanova. Um But... His first up win in the victory stakes uh, at, you know, Group 2, Wait for Age. He steps up to the Group 1 here, but he's he loves Eagle Farm. He's placed in a Stradbroke um, here. Uh, at Wait for Age, again, he, you know, he's not meeting any of these any worse at the weights. None of them are meeting him any better. Um, you know, I, I just think it's a ridiculous price that you've got a last start Group 2 winner going at $16 in pretty similar conditions, and we know he's going to be better at $1,300 than what he was at $1,200, so... Um, yeah, that's that's my thinking there. Just at the price, I, I want to be on Nickanova second up again.
0: Yeah, well, I certainly wouldn't talk <laughs> you better than that. I'm on top. My on top of here is a, a dead set 1300 meter specialist is Savaniato. I think she's every part the deserved favorite of this race. Maps perfectly from gate eight with Huey on board. Gets in really well at the the weight, having the same rating as Trekking and, and Gaitra, but carrying two kilos less. Uh, I think suits very well and she's going to be very hard to beat. Uh, One horse that I'll make mention of, uh, I think that Vega 1 ran a really good race last start and gets the ultimate gear change going around Australian racing at the moment, and that's Jamie Carr first time. So that's the only reason I'll give for for Vega 1 at the moment. But um, I've got Savadiano on top there. Do you think that... The Geetra coming off the back of what was probably a disappointing Goodwood could could come out and win this, or is thirteen hundred beaters maybe half a furlong too far?
1: Well, that that's the big question. I I thought thirteen hundred would be too far for him, um, and I tracked, Hawkbury um, on her last year, in whatever race that was, the the winners. Yes, 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 stakes And he um, jumped out of the ground late And just beat Horbury and her on the post And that was on a heavy nine So I don't think you can knock his 1300 metre credentials Um, His first up run wasn't as good as what it probably should have been For a well-backed favourite in Goodwood But um, yeah, the barrier makes it hard I I thought for him If he's drawn well, he's probably the one to beat But uh, just where does he get to in the run? That's, That's a big concern here for me
0: Absolutely. I think I'm thinking it might be half a furlong too far as well. I agree with you about the, the 1300 metre form there, but I sort of uh, would definitely want to see him do it on Saturday before I start looking at him around that 1300 metre mark. We'll go to the last Lloydy before we get into our best of the day and value, etc. because it is a, sorry partners, I've just had a bit of a freeze here. I've lost the, lost the form guide for a minute. Have you got it
1: there, Lloydie? the last yeah, race, mate, race on. Yeah, so the um, listed Helen Cochran for the fillies and mares over 1,200 metres, um, pretty strong field uh, here. We've got, uh, after a couple of scratchings, down to 17, but I th- think that'll be a field of 16 with one emergency. Um, look, a few, a few last start winners here and a couple of quality mares going around. Um, you've got the likes of Sweet Deal, the $5.50, uh, favourite from what I can see here. And then Lyre, uh, she's been out of form for a while and drawn the car park, but Jamie Carr on board, $7.50. And a theory, the stable mate there at seven with the other the other one of the Blue Army uh, exhilarates rounding out those in single figures at nine alongside Madame Rouge, who's up here, no doubt, trying to go one better in a Stradbroke. But yeah,
0: not a bad way to finish the afternoon, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think intrepidatious from now that I've got everything going here. I think Intrepidatious from gate four probably gets that lead, blazing miss and and sweet deal, make up that second pairing in good time from one of the visitors' draws has to go forward. I've also got Sierra Sue going forward there as well, obviously from the wide draw. And then then there's Eurotheres, uh, Madame Rouge, uh, Splendour in the grass up around the – just behind the pace and sort of that midfield. And then lies exhilarates, uh, socialising – Making up the tail. And how did you see the last on the card? Lloydy, who have you got on top here?
1: Yeah, mate, I'm shopping a little bit of value again here. Um, I thought it was that one of those days at Eagle Farm, really. Um, and Tips, I guess, reflect that. But uh, Intrepidatious at $10, that's, that's where I want to be. Uh, she she was a good first up winner at Caulfield. Just hung on against Plaquette. Uh, she had the three kilo climber on that day, which... Um, Ultimately, one of the race. Uh, and then last start in the Bright Shadow. She was only just run down by Outback Barbie, who's um, she contesting Group 1 Group One race earlier earlier in the day. So um, she was obviously beaten by a good one. We know Outback Barbie is a, a proper animal. Drawn Barrier 4, like you say, she's the one that's going to be up there on the speed. I think she'll love the dry, hard track at Eagle Farm. Uh, Tim Clark, he's, you know, Fish always talks about him. Uh, as one of the better jockeys uh, going around and certainly when it comes to riding a leader. So, yeah, I want to be with the um, the shooting to win mare here in Trepidatious. I think she can jump lead and win.
0: Well, I've found a bit more value for the pun as I couldn't really sort of get around this race until I came across uh, this mare. It was the Boston and young horse, Sierra Sue, um, mm. at the $20. She's had three starts first up for two wins. Loves a good deck. Uh, one from two at the trip has drawn the absolute car park at Eagle Farm. She's almost jumping out of the airport there on Saturday. Um, but um, yeah, that's it. But I think Huey aboard, he'll definitely take it forward and, and ride strong. Um, I think she's won plenty of races better than this, uh, especially when you look back to that uh, that 1,200 metre win was that Sailors has beaten... A lot of horses that have come out since to win, so I think a, a yeah. race like that sort of really stacks up well. Um, I think she could could uh, could come back and uh, and get another first up win in a race that looks a lot weaker than once she's uh, won before. I think you get a really good price to find out on Saturday. That's what what I'm going with on top here is Sierra Sue on the last.
1: Yeah, I um I did look at look at this mare and um, the same thing, but I guess ultimately the barrier a bit of a turn off for me but of like you say her first her first up wins um, both of the wins have been at sale um so and then that time she's sort of gone to that next level she's just been that that second tier behind them but admittedly that's against um you know the older horses and the boys so she's um, in that similar grade just against the girls so i think i think the twenty dollars is right but um yeah certainly not the worst play.
0: We'll wrap it up for the week, Lloydie. Who's your best on the card for the day?
1: Mate, look, I've got a little bit more to sort of sink my teeth into before I um, go declaring anything, but uh, at, a, at an early look, I thought Le V was the one in the Premier's Cup that can make the running his own, and if he brings what he brought in, the Book Cup, um, that, that's the way to, way to go there, mate, yeah.
0: And... Next
1: best on the card, any value for the punters as well? Who have you got? Um Look, well, we we both sort of liked Doctor Why Not. I thought the six dollars fifty was a little bit um, a little bit silly there for another horse who's going to be up rolling along on the speed. Um, Profit's another one who I, I I think can come out and and win first up at a at those that shorter price. But yeah, certainly you go through. Just looking at all my tips there and odds and whatnot, there's there's no sort of short price certainties in amongst them. There will be a lot of each way plays.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think my my best of the day uh, could be Savatiano in the the Kingston Smith. I'll aim high there, punters. But um, I think just an absolute thirteen hundred meter specialist will get a really good run on the map. I'll give my next best again. Well, just like you said, Doctor, why not? Um, very much tempo dependent and hopefully Maddie Wishart can steer one home for us there and I'll give my value to uh Sierra Sue but I think let's correct deals also some really good value uh, in the derby as well yeah I've got to go to the drawing board for a let ride bet for the weekend punters so I won't give that one away right now but we'll get something up through the socials on uh, or during the during the rest of the week because, uh, because yeah, got a got a little bit of soul-searching to do there. I've had two cracks at it so far, lost them both. But with that being said, Lloydy, I did hear something during the week that's hopefully given me a bit of inspiration. A diamond is a chunk of coal that performed well under pressure. I think I'm under a lot of pressure with this, and I'm hopefully just going to come out from a, a, a chunk of coal to a diamond. So. Stay tuned. We can down. only hope, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's – have you got anything out wide, Lloydie, before we wrap it up here?
1: Mate, um, yeah, look, I thought in, um, at, at Randwick in the – I think it's the sixth, the Fuji, Fujitsu general handicap uh, made it, you know, quite well known that rocky form is best form and uh, Marway has been one horse to really um, – Grab that, grab that quote by the um, by the collar and take it with him everywhere he goes. He he is a, a jet. This horse. Um, he's won at Kensington where he smashed the clock and beat Counter Rupi and then won by four links in a Wagga Town Plate last start. Uh, back to the eleven hundred. drawn barrier six. Rachel King on board. Uh, go forward and yeah, it'll it'll sort of test the clock. I think. A uh, little smoky. Uh, I want Sportsbet, or maybe your mates at Southern Crossbet, if they've got an empress market up there, can just throw, throw Marway in there for the uh, the Rocky the Rocky punters, mate. But yeah, he's certainly um, a special for mine at Randwick on Saturday.
0: We'll have to get onto the onto Jack and the boys about that one. But uh, hoping that fast horses run fast in race six at Randwick, punters, and and Marway gets the chockies there. That's all from me, mate. That's uh, a massive card we've got going at uh, Eagle Farm for Kings. Uh, we'll be back next week punters might be Lloydy might be Fish stay tuned to find out but uh, I think if it's Lloydie next week he could be rubbing it in my face a bit after a super coach win and a a storm win on uh, on the weekend who knows yeah I might not get the invite (laughs) (laughs) so uh, we'll find out there but that's all from me thanks for for joining me this week Lloydie, and uh, stepping up to the plate while Fish was out
1: yeah, no worries, mate. Always a, always a pleasure. Good to be on.
0: Before we wrap it up, actually, what's the, the beanie that you got going there?
1: Mate, we've got the, um, the Mugs Punting Boys. The um, So they've got a bit of merch out on the um, mugspunting.com.au website. So, um, yeah, certainly quite similar interests to brilliance. Um, you know, they've got a bit of social club for the Brisbane Racing fans, so they're doing a good, good job for young blokes like us out there. So... Um, yeah, hopefully get a few few more people involved and BRC starts to, um,
0: yeah, pull their finger out and get a bit of stuff happening. Absolutely. So there's time for the punters as well to get into a bit of the Two Mugs merch and get onto their social media as well because there is some funny stuff that comes through there. Uh, but that's all from us, Lordy. again. Thank you for joining us. Uh, stay tuned, punters, and, and we'll be back next weekend. But uh, hopefully have a bed up and a fill up, and, and we'll catch you next week. Cheers.